Hello, folks. How are you? Welcome to episode 148. Wow. One year we started this. One year ago because of this goddamn COVID, and here we are a year later, uh, 148 episodes later. But, uh, yeah, pretty crazy we're still doing it, and thanks to everybody who listens and checks in and uh, supports us. So let's get right into it. Uh, thanks to our sponsors at Highland Nissan, uh, Nova Scotia's, I don't know, I wouldn't say largest, but best auto uh, dealer. Helped us out many times. Great people, great supporters of combat sports. So check them out if you're ever in the northern Nova Scotia area. Tonight, folks, we have Mr. Rage and Ross McCumber. This guy just coming off a win this weekend. A hot prospect in Canada. 1-0 and as a pro. 6-5 and as an amateur. Uh, a guy who spent lots of time in the cage. Lots of uh, great battles uh, for different promotions out west. And again, he just coming off a really great win this weekend. Uh, man. What a bloody mess. We'll talk to him about that. Uh, this guy had a great performance training at Azuma with the likes of, uh, obviously, uh, Adam uh, Zujek and Sarah Kaufman and the rest of the tough, tough crew there. So uh, really excited. This guy's been a big supporter of our brand all along, too. You know, always kind of just, you know, giving likes behind the scenes, right? And, and that's always noticed. So let's bring him on and chat about his uh, this weekend. How are you, buddy? Ross McCumber. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Thanks for joining us. Uh, obviously, you're coming off a, a big weekend. Like I said to you earlier, I'm, I'm quite impressed. You you fought this weekend, and then here you are. You work back-to-back days. Yeah, I mean, got to go to work, I guess. Most of the time when I'm training for fights, I end up working right up to the fight week. Like As soon as I start cutting weight, that's when I'll take uh, take some time off, and then soon as the fight's over it's just right back to it man so what do you take off like a couple weeks leading like a week leading up to it or no usually just the the fight week i've been i usually stay pretty busy but it makes it kind of difficult to try and try and cut weight and work construction at the same time i bet I bet. Well, you're looking pretty handsome, man. I got to say, after coming off a win, you know, like that's a, you know, to fight Saturday and today's Tuesday, you know, you don't look like you have a little bit of a shiner there a little bit, but how was the, how was the event yeah, and how was competing? <laughs> yeah, the event was good. There was a bit of chaos leading up to it. Like, aside from trying to train during COVID, it was like, we got there to the arena on fight day and then the commission started talking to my coach, Sarah, and I kind of could tell something was wrong because they're like, Hey, we need to talk to you outside. And I was kind of like trying not to pay too much attention to it, but kind of like, Oh, what's happening. But I guess what had happened was that the, their licenses for cornering didn't go through. And then they didn't like, they didn't say anything until that very moment. So they weren't going to let any of my corner in. And at first I thought it was just Sarah that they weren't going to let in. And then eventually Sarah ended up like doing the application and paying the fees right there on the spot on her phone. And then when she got back, she was telling me like, no, it was for all of us. So it's like, oh, was I just supposed to fight with no corn? So it's kind <laughs> of a bit out of stress. <laughs> Man, that that's, uh, I won't say too much, but yeah we all have the same feelings about that kind of shit you know right yeah. across the board across the world everybody i think deals with the same foolishness unfortunately yeah it was a little ridiculous because it's like 
we were all there the day before for weigh-ins. And then another funny thing actually that happened was um, when we got there for the weigh-ins, they're like, yeah, be sure to be there at one o'clock and you'll weigh in right away. So I was like, okay, sweet. Like just waiting for that first sip of water to finally like yeah. get rehydrated and feel feel good again. And then we get there at one and they're like, oh, sorry, the, the scale's broken. So we're going to have to go get another one. And it's like, what? Like, how is it broken? You have one You need dog. a backup. And then, yeah, exactly. And their, like, solution was to go to set or um, Canadian Tire and get, like, a digital scale. It's like, wow, this looks real professional. Oh, dude. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I won't get into any of that stuff, but uh, <laughs> wow. Any, then end of the day, you took home a win. Um, you know, credit to Isaiah. You know, the, he took this fight on a pretty short notice against a super tough opponent. Um, before we get into more of that, how did you? That I got one thing I ask everybody that comes on here. How did you like? You started martial arts when you were eighteen. You've already had like twelve fights now um, between pro and amateur. Probably other things that I don't know about. What got you into this sport? Well, originally, I actually kind of started training um, at like a very young age. My dad used to teach me Taekwondo, but nice. um, I kind of started uh, when I was 15 years old kickboxing. And I, what kind of got me into it was um, I was a bit of a bad kid. Like I kind of went through some stuff when I was younger and it just kind of always put me like I just ended up getting this big chip on my shoulder. And um, I remember just like, I'd always be getting into trouble. I was a bit of like a loner, didn't have like, didn't really, I didn't really feel like I had a sense of like belonging in a place. Yeah. And I think my mom was just trying to push me to try and get into something. And eventually a friend that I was like, well, one of my friends, I guess, was like, hey, like I just tried this uh, sport, uh, Muay Thai, you should, you should give it a try. Oh, and nice. I was like, all right, man, like, and, um, one day I finally got the courage to go down to this gym and I think I did a private lesson and I right from that second, like, I think all I really did was some skipping and I punched the bag a bit and it was like life changing. <laughs> like it awesome. just felt so right. Like I loved it. And then right from there, like I've never stopped. It's always kind of been the same routine ever since like back then I would go to school, get home immediately. Like, get ready to go to the gym and then I'd be at the gym for hours. And then it's just, I haven't stopped since. Like, I'm, yeah. it's just, a, it feels like it's just a part of my soul. Like I need it. Yeah. Like that's very cool. I like that story. That's, you know, the, everybody has kind of a similar, but a little bit different story on how they kind of get into it. And I'm, I'm always interested in the stories because everybody does this stuff for so many different reasons. And it's like you say, it's a part of you. Like, you know, for me, I'm sitting here with a busted neck from training today. And the smiles that training puts on your face, regardless if you get the shit kicked out of you during that session, you're the hammer, you're the nail, whatever it is, how it, how it makes you feel is such an incredible thing. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. What's the future look for Russ? I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm already back at the gym. I kind of just half-assed it yesterday, but just going <laughs> to keep training and see what opportunities come up. Nice. Yeah. So you know, like is, there's no kind of bucket list things. You're like, listen, I'd like to fight in Asia or I'd like to fight in certain places. You're just taking a kind of fight by fight day by day. Eh? Smart. Yeah, for sure. Like 
always kind of been a dream of mine when I was younger was um, always to be able to kind of travel and fight and see different parts, like yeah. even just different parts of Canada or different parts of the world. I always thought it was so cool. Like even living on the island here, most of our fights would be on the mainland somewhere. So it's like we would have a bit of a fight trip, as we all call it. It'd always be like so much fun because it'd just be yeah. like you in your corner, like other teammates that are fighting. We all go over and get to stay in a hotel and like People get it. <laughs> all paid for. Yeah, like it's just it's just a great time. Like always funny shit happens like the whole time. <laughs> like there's only so stories and then it, like the memories, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you ever been out east? I haven't actually. I've only the furthest I've gone for fights was uh Lethbridge, Alberta. Nice with Lee Mean. Yeah, hopefully that, I can come. Uh, yeah, it was for the like the Canadian Nationals tryouts. I think that was two years ago. I wanted course, to ask you fight, about that. Yeah. Yeah, that fight it was interesting. I ended up fighting um, Andrew Mavridis. I think that's how you say his last name. Yeah. And like, I don't know. That fight was just such bullshit because. The first round, like, oh, we're having some technical issues there, folks. At least you're smiling. Oh, we're having some. Fuck. Uh oh, we're having some issues there, oh, Russ. I think we're back. There you go. I missed your whole story. I think. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just start over because I love saying it, but. Right. Yeah, like the first round, it was just all me. I felt like I ended up getting a takedown. I landed like a pretty nasty head kick against him. A bunch of like really good punches and controlled like the. I almost finished the fight. And then the ref, I landed a knee to his chest. And then the ref was saying that it was a knee to the head. So they stopped it when it was like prime finishing opportunity. And I was, I was so choked and like the small attendance that was there people were like freaking out so i was kind of choked about that and then again the second round it was like kind of either way could have gone either way i felt like i was piecing him up on the feet and then mm -hmm. he ended up taking me down off me kicking him in the head and then but i was able to work my way back up and then that was pretty much the second round and then the third round i was gassed <laughs> it's just the best way to put it but i still was able to control the whole third round and got a takedown and then they said that he won by split decision and to say i was heartbroken would just be an yeah. understatement because i felt like i had trained so hard i hadn't fought in two years because like a bit of a backstory to that is i got into a car accident and i wasn't legally allowed to compete for so long because uh -huh. of it for like years and then um this was supposed to be like, yeah, I was going to go get all these amateur fights because it was a MMA tournament. So I was thinking, oh, I'll be able to get this experience, win that, and then go pro. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I lose the first fight, and I was just devastated. Like, yeah, it was a that tough one to swallow. Yeah, man, I don't know what to say about that kind of stuff sometimes, you know. It's so crazy sometimes. Like, I've been even watching the UFC lately, and some of the, like, like I don't know if you noticed it or not, but, like, some officials are getting in super late 
and then other ones are getting in super early. I don't know if officiating's gotten worse over the years instead of better. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it seems like a lot of the people, like, I don't want to just be bashing all the commission and the officials, but I see half the people there, well, more than half. It's like almost all of them. Like, I'm pretty sure half these people have never even stepped foot in a gym or trained a day in their life. So how can they be in charge of, like, athletes, amateur or pro? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. And my big thing with it is safety. That's my big mm -hmm. thing. Like so, it's someone's life in this cage. It's some, at, at the end of the day, like someone's fighting. So the people judging it are looking after your safety. So how are you judging something based on no knowledge? Like out here. Yeah. It's uh, we'll move on anyway, before we get ourselves. <laughs> yeah. in shit. But, <laughs> for sure. but at the end, you know, they're, they're there for a reason too, you know, like they do have a valuable reason. They're there to protect us in safety. And that's a valuable lesson I learned at our last event. Like our first fight of the night got stopped and I was running around like a madman yelling, like, what? That was a really great fight. You're stopping it for a cut. It's a fight. This is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, man, we're here for the safety of the athlete, not for you, dickhead. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> so it's a lesson yeah. learned, right? But I did want to ask you about that national, the amateur title, because the adjustments you would have had to make after that, because because of that kind of decision, like, how, do you make adjustments after such a shitty kind of decision or or kind of outlook, uh, like how it played out? How do you kind of get yourself back on that "I'm going to win" mentality? Yeah, like after every fight, I feel like I like I'm pretty hard on myself and overly critical. So after every fight, I end up watching the video probably like a hundred times in the first day. So I watched the video. I kind of talked it over with my coaches on how to approve. And I just kind of found like certain things to work on. And then same as like every fight, like after that last one, I was really able to pick up like certain things, like especially more believing in my wrestling and like nice. actually go for takedowns instead of kind of like clinching and holding against the cage and waiting for something to happen so like i was able to take a lot of valuable lessons from that as well and like trying to stay like calm because i felt like nice. i just kind of came out way too hot in the first round and just wanted this guy to die and then when it didn't happen i was kind of like shit. <laughs> like all right still two rounds left like fuck. but that's so interesting man like a guy you know like to me you have you have 12 fights you've made that walk 12 times amateur and pro and you still get nervous like those nerves never go away right it's how you handle them and becoming and it's 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 crazy man how you like the better people get at handling them you know mm -hmm. yeah like if i'm completely honest i'm usually an emotional wreck when it's coming to like time to fight like the closer it gets i'm just like fuck like i'm really gonna do this like it's almost like the highs and lows. Like some days I'm like world beater. I can't be beat. Then the other days I'm like, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, what <laughs> am I doing in this gym? Like, <laughs> like I show up and like everyone's kicking my ass. And it's just like, man, I hate this shit. And then it's like the closer it gets, like it's like fight week. I'm like just a sh in like the worst state. I'm usually super grumpy and irritable. I'm cutting weight. I think I suck. I don't know why I'm doing it. And then it's like, I don't know. I've been talking to like my, my good friend, Blake McFitty, shout out to him. But it's like, he really kind of like brings it like all down to like earth for me. Cause 
it's at the end of the day, it's like you're almost like the gladiators and you're in the Coliseum because it's like, I feel I'm so nervous. And then all of a sudden fight day, it just, it just disappears. And it's almost like, I don't feel anything. And it's just like, it's kind of hard to explain if you've never, if you've never fought before, but it's like all of a sudden you just accept it. And then all the fear and everything's gone. And it's my focus is just like the task at hand. And it just get this guy out of there. Yeah. And that's what, that's what it takes, man. Like, like I've never fought and, um, but I've competed in jujitsu and I fucking hate it still to this day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I just, I don't know what it is about competition, man. Like I, I don't have a great self-esteem when it comes to that kind of stuff or anything to right. be honest. So like, so that, you know, it's like that important mental talk. Like I have lots of buddies here that uh, you watch them through their career progress like how, you know, like they're, they're kind of going like this and then they take that mental step and they work with a coach or whatever it happens to be in their, in their game goes through the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's even important. like competing jujitsu, like, cause before I would compete in jujitsu and I wouldn't, like, this is kind of like a big topic that I hear a lot of people talk about with jujitsu as they don't consider jujitsu matches fights. And this is something I've talked to with Ad, my mm. coach Adam a lot because I used to be one of those people. I'd be like, uh, "Yeah, it's not a fight. Like, you know, <laughs> go it's fight just Adam." Though. And then, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Oh, dude, anytime I roll with Adam, it's just it hurts. <laughs> but like, when I would talk to him, he's like, "Well, I think you need to treat it like it's a fight and like take it a bit a bit more serious when you're competing." And then that's when like it kind of changed my whole mindset on competing in jujitsu. Cause it's like i'd come in there before like i would have these talks and be like ah it's not a fight and it wouldn't really matter too much to me and then once i started looking at it like man this is like real this is the fight it's like my heart's racing and i'm nervous and i'm like this guy's got to go like i got to take him out now or else he's yeah. going to take me out and yeah can't let that happen yeah and that and that's that's great advice too because at the end of the day you're a competitor you're a high level athlete and to have that a- attitude in anything you do when it comes to combat sports is important, right? Like you want to win, you want to get this guy the hell out of there and, and move on. And uh, do you compete a lot in jujitsu? Do you compete a lot in other things or strictly MMA? Um, I compete in jujitsu as well, not as much as like I probably should, but it's kind of hard, obviously, in the state of the world now. But I, I do like competing in jujitsu. I think like compete I, I probably wouldn't compete in other striking yeah. like aspects but i definitely i've i compete in wrestling tournaments jiu-jitsu tournaments nice. i have competed i had four kickboxing fights but those were all when i was like 16 17 and then once i made the move over to mma i was like yeah like this is the best thing ever so yeah, <laughs> like, it I is man, like... even kickboxing in the past yeah, I, I I don't know about you, but I just can't get onto the kickboxing. I find like I just don't find it exciting, and I don't find jujitsu exciting. I promote it for fuck's sakes, but I don't find it super <laughs> exciting to watch either. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like it's one of those things where it's fun to train and fun to do, but watching it, like I just like jujitsu. I I can't handle watching jujitsu. Like I like watching maybe highlights, but some of the things I see in jujitsu, it's just not appealing to me. Like guard pulling and then just a bunch of like yeah. fighting collars and fighting grips i'm like oh man pass yeah i never pulled guard in my life 
I just I don't understand. I love I like the wrestling too. I I uh, good actually good. You I don't know if you know. Do you know Hoodrich? Yeah, he trains at Zuma. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a good, <laughs> super talented. He's from out east here. Obviously, you know that. So, he's a yeah. real good guy. Super good too. Yeah, he's a bit of a badass. He's good. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's he's one of a kind. That fella. I don't know if any does. Has he ever brought anyone else out there with him? Um, Nate? I think he brought. I'm not sure because a lot of the times. I'm, for some reason, like, he brought, like, this guy from Axos named Connor, and he came and did some uh, some seminars, and that guy was legit. Like, he, oh, he was yeah. a, a purple belt, but, like, <laughs> champion purple belt that just, like, yeah. was World a beast. Class. What's I, I know yeah. you were talking about his black hair, right? Yeah, I'm not – I can't remember. I just remember he had short hair, I think, but yeah. – yeah, he was weird, good. Weird detail, sorry. <laughs> yeah. had, had what color was his, his hair? <laughs> 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 oh shit, that's embarrassing. Oh man, um, do you do any other sports? Like, do you, what's uh, hop? What's what do you kind of keep yourself centered with outside of this goddamn get game? Dude, just training. That's all I do. Like. I go to the gym and I go to work and that is it. My life is so boring. Not really, man. Hey, that's you, your life is boring and you just fought in a cage on Saturday. I don't know about that. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. That's your life is your life is balanced in in a good way. You know, like you're yeah. not that's a good way to look I, I at look, it. Uh, you know, something's got to keep you busy. Something's got to have goals to, you know, you have to have goals, man. Like if you don't have goals and, and want to get better and want to, what's the point of being here? You know? Yeah. Well, like that's the thing, like, cause so I work as a carpenter, but it's like, nice. I talk to all my coworkers and after work, all they do is just go home and drink beers or smoke cigarettes, at least at the old, like any of the old companies I work with. And it's yeah. like, they ask me every day, they're like, oh, I don't know how, how you can go home and go train for hours. And I like think to myself, I don't know how you can go home and do absolutely nothing. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just seem right man. to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's why you have 12 abs and they have a big gut. <laughs> hey, I don't, those abs are gone, man. I have not stopped eating <laughs> since the fight. <laughs> I think the day after the fight, for breakfast, I had ice cream. For lunch, it was like dinner, or for yes. lunch, it was chocolate that I had, and then dinner was just like two pizzas. I just like one hard. Is that your go-to pizza, dude? I love pizza. Like it is that. It's a problem in my life how much I love pizza. It's just so good. <laughs> I'll have to send you out some. You'll have to write, you'll have to give me your address and I'll send you out this. There's pizza out here. It's called Picto County Pizza. And it's a certain kind of yeah. like uh, super spicy sauce. Like it's, but it's a brown sauce. And the pepperoni is like okay. great small and spicy. Oh, it's really good, man. Really yeah, good. that sounds awesome. Yeah. It's, it's like totally opposite than what everybody else has. I don't know. It's good though. Um, All right. This is a serious yeah. question. I have to ask you one. What's your favorite, thin crust or deep dish? Oh, man, not even a question. Thin crust, for sure. 
Oh, I'm about to hang up, man. Like, I don't oh. know. <laughs> you know what? I like a flatbread. I love a flatbread. Flatbread is pretty good, but like my heart lies with deep dish. Like, oh, mm. so good. You know what? To be fair, I don't think I've actually had a real a, authentic deep dish pizza, though. Like in the big, thick. I don't think I've had one. It'll change your life. Really? It's good. It's like, I've had people complain and say it's like lasagna, but it's like the deeper Lasagna's the better. Good. Like just, it's just <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm using that as a soundbite for you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Let's t before I let you go. Let's talk about uh, the fight this weekend, real quick. And and uh, I guess uh, no. Well, uh, before that, Andrew fighting Andrew. He fights at welterweight. How did that happen? Yeah. Well, I don't really know. I think he just like just went up for a fight, like because at the tournament it was same day weigh-ins for one fifty-five, and he. He didn't like he was he looked small compared to hmm. me. Like I definitely I felt like I had the size and the strength Interesting. on him. So it's just I don't know how I don't know how he won or like fought at welterweight. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's why I was like, what? How does that work? But because it wasn't that yeah, big of a know. difference. Like, he must have been thick. Yeah, and he didn't look fat or any. He didn't have a, like, he looked in shape. Like, he looked muscular. Like, it wasn't, yeah, fuck, magician. Enough to change his name to the magician. <laughs> it's got a good ring to it. Yeah, that's right. Andrew, the magician, mellow. Uh, uh, I can't remember. However you say it. As it is. <laughs> um, Perfect. <laughs> any, um, you know, um, I guess, like, do you ever think about like getting involved in other things in the sport, like promoting, commentating, kind of coaching? Like I thought about like for sure. I I like coaching. Like I've, a lot of times, I'll end up teaching classes at Zuma when Sarah's <laughs> gone. I'll teach some of the striking classes. And I really like kind of sharing like my experiences with like some of the other students there. But yeah, some things I've thought about to still kind of stay in the sport is like refereeing mostly because it's just right. like, that's the best seat in the house. You're right there. Like you're obviously all the pressure. Like if you make a mistake, a lot yeah. of people hate you for it and yell at you, but it's like, it's definitely something I've thought about for sure. That's very cool. Actually. You're the first guy and that. That's what you need. You need people like yourself who've been in there and I, I shouldn't say you need it. Like it's not, but you see Frank Trigg, you see, uh, well, the other guys who are in there, but I think that's a huge, that's important to have people who've been in there actually refing fights. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's good to have someone that's experienced it, like, been through the whole process so they'll actually understand what it's like to be in there and, like, what's at stake. You don't want to yeah. be stopping something too early, but at the same time, you don't want to be stopping something too late. And now in their next yeah. fight, they take one punch and they're like, just instantly knocked out and brain damaged for life. Yeah. That, I don't know how you train someone for that job. Like, obviously there's like tons of video training and stuff, but like, how do you not shit your pants when you're going in there for the first time and you're like, Oh, fight. Like, oh my yeah. God, please don't. 
<laughs> oh my god, they're killing each other. What are they doing? <laughs> Stop! Stop this! Oh, that was, sorry, that was pretty loud. Um, anyway, man, I want to thank you for joining us here. Uh, you know, it's uh, you, you rushed home. You took time out of your day to uh, to kind of join us here in the East Coast, and it's it's appreciated. Uh, we're a growing promotion out here, so hopefully we can get you out here, man, at some point. I love your style, and I think you're uh, people that are easy to get along with. That's who we want to work with. We want to build our business, build fighters, and, and build talent, but it's it's all about working with people who are easy to work with too, right? And Yeah, so ever if you ever want to come out, buddy, you're more than welcome. Yeah, man, I'd love to come down. That'd be sick. Yeah, hopefully we can work it out because we're we're we just booked our schedule right until the end of 2022. So we we're gonna do three shows from June until the end of this year, and then we're gonna bang out four next year too. So we want to do one kind of every three months is is the plan. So fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, see how the world turns out. Yeah, dude, seriously. But uh, all right, man. Well, anybody you want to give quick shout outs to uh, or like sponsors or friends or family, training partners, anybody? Yeah, for sure. I want to thank all my sponsors, uh, TCF Contracting, Orca Masonry, MGM Mechanical, Maniotropics, Hillmark Boats, and United Brotherhood Carpenters, Local 1598. And I nice. want to give a quick shout out to uh, John Fayad. Warren Hanscombe, Blake McVitie, and of course, Sarah Kaufman for all the help for the training camp. And yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's been great. This is exciting. Awesome, man. That's a great, great show. It's so important to have good people in your corner and uh, friends and sponsors and people like that. My dad, I grew up in a construction. My parents ran a construction uh, company. He is a carpenter. So uh, lots of love to you, man. A big respect for anybody who can do that. <laughs> and uh, when you hit your... Uh, finger in the winter with a nail or the hammer he just he just take the <laughs> electrical tape man taper up keep going <laughs> yeah so tough people man out there that's it that's it buddy well again thanks for joining us russ and hopefully we'll get you on again uh maybe you know before a fight or something like that but again the invitation's open hopefully we can get you out here and uh lots of love to you and your family man keep keep up the good work Great. Thanks, man. Real quick, I want to give another shout out to Adam Zuchek. Yeah. I can't forget him. He, he will hurt me real bad if I don't give him a shout out. So <laughs> yeah. Last one, I swear. <laughs> awesome. No, man. And yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's well deserved too. He's a guy I remember from Hood Rich and other people. Like he's one a guy that I've heard so much about in this in the in Canada doing doing good things. So it's important, man, to recognize those people. All right, buddy. Have a good night. All right. Thanks, man. You too. Thank you. There you have it, folks. Episode 148 with Russ Ragin McCumber. Uh, great guy. I love when people ask me questions back because truthfully, I'm on here asking them questions and I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm not an interview person. I'm a promoter who promotes MMA fights. and But I, I love just talking, the art of talking to people. Uh, it's kind of a lost art. I think a lot of people don't do it a lot anymore, but I think it's it's nice. Meet good people, people with similar interest in the sport. And uh, yeah, just chatting it up anyway that was a good episode folks it will be available immediately on uh, pretty much anywhere you get a podcast uh, again thanks to anybody out there working on the front lines if uh, you've been fighting this nasty disease since last whenever last year early last year thank you for doing what you're doing and keeping the rest of us safe uh, extremely important job so we love you we thank you everyone else i love you too we'll see you soon folks be good goodbye